rolling out live today. Getting, getting the live stream up and running. It's been a heck of a weekend, guys. Heck of a weekend. Had a lot of stuff. Got our three articles today. Three, three. Three we'll talk about and three you can watch on your own. Three for us, three for you. Good stuff going on. Good stuff for sure. Let's uh the sound. That sound down downtown Julie Brown bringing it down. Right here, good to see you. Baffa Chapo's been here with us this morning. Dancing Coffee Cup's been here this morning too. And we've got our Illy Coffee and a Great Smoky Mountains Cup this morning. Great Smoky Mountains. Kind of cool out in the Appalachians out here in the, the east side of the country. Alex is here this morning. Good morning, Alex. It's 180, 168 hours we've got. 168 hours for between now and this very same time next week. What are we going to do with that time? What can we do? What are we going to do? Roses are red and violets are blue, right? It's like the old song used to go. What can we do? 80s rap, 90s rap, I think. I think it was 80s. There's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. Weekends always, you know, we always come in Monday, and it's usually a little, a little slower. The news is a little bit slower. It's not, not raging, not the raging fire hose we usually have by Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. But it's been not bad this morning. Not bad. We're gonna see some new, some new looks. Um, there's a piece of malware that's now. You know, it was only a matter of time. Was just a matter of time. Discord's been out there for a long time, and Discord's been used for a lot of things, in including, you know, loading a place to stash stolen files, a place to stash stuff. Uh, but now there's a remote access tool that's using it for command and control. So Discord being used for command and control. It's one of the things we'll talk about this morning. Watch horror movies and eat candy. Yeah, that's that's the weekend coming up and. In, in this week, I guess for the next 168 hours of horror movies and candy eating, just just a cornucopia of of goodness there, right? Uh, <laughs> sounds like a good a good plan for the week. Um, Finland is shocked. Someone would attack them with ransomware. Their their healthcare system. They are shocked and amazed. And we'll talk about that. What happened in Finland? The National Guard um, jumped in. The National Guard jumped in in Louisiana to to stop to stop an attack on the system there. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's that's kind of our our lead story. Our our top of the last in line. Morning D. It's good to see you up and rolling. Um. Yeah, at least and if you don't understand that, that, and if you haven't been around it, you probably don't understand the structure. Each national guard, so in each each state and territory has a national guard. I think all the ter territories have. I know Puerto Rico does. Uh, sure, DC does, but state na state national guards all have a cyber component. They've all got a, a cyber and an information operations component. Um, the reserve units. There's a bunch of reserve units that have cyber components as well. And think about 
you know, if you think about National Guard, National Guard is normally um, combat arms units, tankers, infantry, artillery, that engineers, that kind of thing is normally the National Guard. The Reserve is normally more administrative roles like, you know, finance and personal actions and lawyers and things like that. Generally, that's a general statement. Generally, combat arms in the National Guard and no, more administrative stuff in the, the Reserves, although both have, both sides have, obviously, those things. Um, so the Reserve has an information operation cyber component, and the National Guard has a, a cyber component at each Guard headquarters. And actually, actually pretty good because normally the people in these reserve and guard units actually do cyber in their day job too. So they get away from some of the, the in the active component of the military, there's a lot of additional stuff you have to do during during your, your week, work week, you know, police call, picking up cigarette butts, or sexual harassment training, and that kind of stuff, where these folks that have honed civilian skills in cyber. Sometimes they don't have to deal with it during the week, and they kind of get a, maybe a little bit of advanced um, leg up on some of these. So a lot of these cyber units within the National Guard and the Reserve are pretty dang good just because of their their day work, and then they get to supplement that with experience from the Reserve and from the Army. So they actually get pretty good. So we'll talk about the National Guard uh, in Louisiana jumping out and, and thwarting what they think is intact uh, that was going to possibly try to taint the elections. Um, so that's not not very good at all. Um, there's some some in in the stories for you guys. There's some stories for you guys as well to check out later on your own time when you get a chance. Is um, Apple's fixed some bugs within um, the within the apps that are trying to look like they're Adobe Flash updaters. If you use Adobe Flash, your days are limited anyways. At the end of the year, it's gone. Flash is gone. Adobe's going to stop supporting it. It just should, should have been gone long ago, but Adobe Flash is still around. Um, attackers are finding new ways to exploit and bypass Office 365 defenses. That's out. Uh, that's one of the stories for, your, for you guys to check out on your own. Um, an apt... Cybersecurity program to protect remote work environments. So there's a story about um, you know, taking care of your remote workers because there's so many people distributed now. So those are the three for you guys on your own when you get a chance to check them out. Their links are in the show notes down below. D through um, some information into a Facebook post last week about how to check out the show notes. If you don't know where they're at, I'm sure a lot of you guys know where the show notes are at. But they're right on YouTube, right down below us. If you're watching this in uh, podcast only, audio only, I guess you're not watching, you're listening to this in audio only format, then the show notes are in different places on the different players. But essentially, they should the show notes should be there, and there are links to not only the stories we're talking about, the three we're talking about this morning, but there are links to the three that we will cover later. So lots of, lots of craziness, lots of craziness going on with these three stories um so let's go let's go ahead let's go ahead and jump on into the news of the day the cyber news of the day if i can get my buttons to work right on the control panel I'm trying to get my 
windows all sized sized correctly so that I can make sure that chats are coming through. I haven't really had a problem with chats coming through now that we went back just to only being on YouTube. That's helped quite a bit. Um, we're trying to stream to multiple places using Restream. That didn't work for us because just Restream didn't did not like it. Didn't didn't like passing the message along. We couldn't see when you guys were making comments. Why is that Discord way over there? Let's move that Discord back over there. So if you don't know, Discord is a, a, a messaging service, make messaging server. It's, you can do video and chat. You can do all kinds of stuff. Um, but some folks have figured out. Well, hey, we can also use this as command and control, like like everything that comes around. We see the bad guys jumping in and saying, let's use that for our not so good, not so good purposes. So um, let's jump over here. We'll jump into the security fair story. Um, talking about the Abaddon rat using Discord as command and control. So obviously with this uh, security affairs article from the 25th. Bad on rat uh, use, that uses freeware instant messaging and voice over IP app and, dis, di, di, and digital, di, di, digital, can't talk this morning, distribution platform Discord as a command and control server. Researchers from Malware Hunter have spotted a new piece of remote access Trojan. I hate that word. I hate that. I, I, it's always remote access tool dubbed a bad on that is likely the first malware using the Discord platform as command and control. The Abaddon cat, uh, malware connects to Discord command and control server to check for new commands to execute. So with these malware, malware that uses command and control, it, it has the ability to update, it has the ability to get different commands based on whatever the CNC server is telling it to do. And we're saying in this case, they're using Discord as the command and control server. A lot of times there's different systems that are used as command and control. Some of them just being normal servers out on the interweb. So a little shot there from, looks like um, Instagram maybe, showing the command and control string. Uh, experts also warn the author of the malware has also developed a new malware feature. In the past, other threat actors, love it, threat actors, love bad actors, threat actors, um, already abused the Discord platform for different purchases, purposes, not purchases, such as using it to stole, uh, as a stolen data drop. As we talked about, you can stash files or you can store files up on Discord. In the past, we have reported on how threat actors use Discord as a stolen data drop or have created malware that modifies the Discord client to have it steal credentials and other information. That's reported to Bleeping Computer. Bleeping Computer seems to get a lot of a lot of information says bleeping, bleeping computer folks. A bad on implements data stealing feature. It was designed to steal multiple data from the infected host, including Chrome cookies, saved credit cards, and credentials. Um, stream credentials, Discord tokens, and MFA, or multi-factor authentication, information. It also collects information like hardware IP addresses and stuff like that. According to Bleeping Computer, the malware supports the following commands. Steal a file or entire directory from the computer. Get a list of, of drives, so list the drives so it knows which one to steal. Um, open reverse shell that allow the attacker to execute commands on the infected PC, which really 
game over then. Um, launch in development ransomware um, and send back any collected information and clear existing collection of data. Uh, mission, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sound like Dracula, I guess there. The malicious code connects to the command and control every 10 seconds for new task to execute. Um, experts pointed out that the malware also implements the commands to encrypt the file of the infected system and decrypt them. So they don't talk a lot. I mean, they they talk about maybe more later, more is an article that they're, more later is an article that they're writing. They don't talk a lot about the ransomware component of this, but stealing malicious files is fine. That's what all these ransomware actors are doing now. These bad actors are all stealing files. They're getting in and stealing files. That's what they do. So they can run that two-pronged attack. So they can threaten to release that data later. And we'll see that later in, this, in the later story. In the next story about Finland. My goodness, Finland. Um, so, yeah, so it looks like this thing is being built to have a better ransomware component. So the ransom, I, maybe the, the encryption is not totally where it needs to be yet to, to be a, a real bad actor. Maybe that's why they're not a bad actor yet, just a uh, threat actor. I don't know. Looks like first one, different way, command and control. Probably go, you go to work today. Talk to your firewall people. You may have to, you know, put a block on Discord. You might have to, you know, if you're if you're at work, I'm not sure why you're going to Discord to start with. It should be already blocked, but you want to think about that. Think about what you've got blocked at the firewall. What proxy blocks you have in place to keep people from going to places like this. If the malicious code gets installed and it can't get out to Discord for command and control, it, it doesn't get the commands. It doesn't, you know, and you'll be able to know, hey, hopefully you're logging that stuff. Hopefully it's coming up in your SOC, your security operations center, in your SIEM tool to say, hey, someone's trying to reach out to Discord. And if they're reaching out every 10 seconds, like this thing is looking to reach out every 10 seconds to get a new command and control, you know, that might be a, might be a good indicator. You've got infected systems on your network, a good indicator. And that's the big thing. Get as far as left, left as you can. Don't let these guys move that across the uh, the attack framework to to the right side. So you move that right side, it's harder harder to get rid of, harder to deal with, more money. All of that stuff if you move further to the right. Um, probably don't talk about Finland all that often, right? I don't know, we talked about Finland. I can't think about the last time we talked about Finland in cyber. But these guys got, got some problems going on right now. So let's talk about Finland. Finland is shocked, shocked, I'm telling you, by a therapy center hacking and client blackmail. So this is from ETCISO, the CISO magazine, uh, from the Economic Times. Finland shocked by therapy center hacking client blackmail. B-mail, blackmail. Does anybody else know it's Monday? It is Monday. The center said the unknown perpetrator or perpetrators had published at least 300 patient records containing the names and contact information using the anonymous Tor communi communication software. We know Tor, the onion router that helps 
hide your IP address, helps hide where you're at. So at least 300 patient records have been breached, leaked out on to the interwebs. Um, in Helsinki, Finland, the interior minister summoned key cabinet members into an emergency meeting Sunday after hundreds of patient records at a private Finnish psychotherapy center were accessed by a hacker or hackers who are seeking ransom from clients. So we the typical ransomware. Um, Finnish, uh, the Finnish interior minister, Maria uh, Oslalo, I don't know, tweeted the authorities would provide speedy and crisp help. Speedy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a drink of coffee, guys. I think I'm trying to say that name got me. Provide speedy crisis help to victims. Mike's in the house. Good morning, Mike. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna what what crisis help you're gonna provide to the victims? I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's they've got the data, right? How much data? We're gonna talk about how much data they they may have. We'll get down later in this article. Um, so breach happened at the Vastemo psychotherapy center uh, in, a dense, in an incident that she, the minister called, the interior minister called, shocking and very serious. This center has branches throughout the Nordic country of 5.5 million and operates as a subcontractor to Finland's public health system, said its client register with intimate patient information was likely stolen during, during two attacks that started almost two years ago so almost two years this thing has been going on oh man so 5.5 million two attacks happened on this the incursion the first incursion probably took place probably november 2018 it's likely that our data systems were penetrated also between the end of November 2018 and March 2019. Pretty big windows to take a lot of information out. The center said that the unknown operator or our unknown perpetrator or perpetrators had published at least 300 patient records containing names and contact information using the anonymous Tor communication software. The blackmailer has started to approach the victims of the security breach directly with extortion letters. I don't know. I can't remember any of the other malware actors doing this. I don't. I don't recall reading any story where the 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 bad actors, the, the malware actors, went directly to the people that are in the records. So that's what they're doing. These 300 patients that were released, that, that were already released. I don't, I don't know if they're, they already were, you know, offered the, the ransom and, and didn't pay it. But this is, this is, and we're going to get down to the money in a minute here, but that they've gone to the, the people, the, the, the victims that are in the records, the, the, they've looked the people's addresses up or whatever, they've contacted them somehow. And blackmailing them directly, right? So the National Bureau of Investigation said up to tens of thousands of clients may have had their personal data compromised. Vestemo urged clients who received the demands to pay 
the money in, in exchange for keeping their information private, um, allegedly dozens already, to immediately contact the Finnish police. So they're, they're, the way that reads, it says, you know, it makes it sound like they say, go ahead and pay the money. But what they were saying, if you're being threatened to pay the money, get a hold of the Finnish police. I don't know what the Finnish police are going to do for you. Um, we keep track of it, I guess. So the ransom is 200 euros, about 240 bucks, if you pay within the first 24 hours, and then it goes up to 500 euros after that. And then apparently there's some point that they just release your data. So that's at the individual level. So every, every person that had their record stolen, at least dozens of them so far, have been contacted by the bad actor, by this, this ransomware group, which is the first time I've heard of the ransomware group going right to the victims, um, to the record holders, the, the record owners, I guess. And But they also, they also went after the, psychopar the, the center as well, the psychotherapy center, and told them to pay 450,000 euros, about a little, half a million dollars, $534,000 in Bitcoin. Yeah, it was $34,000 amongst friends. Um, so it looks like they're saying the center has to pay. And I don't know if it's because the center didn't pay. They're going to the victims now. Those people that had individual records, maybe tens of thousands of records. So if they get 200 euros for every person that's got an individual record, that's pretty good payday too. So I don't know if they're going for both or either or. Maybe it's because the center's not paying, they're going to the people or they're going to the center and the people. But it's the first time I've heard, have you guys heard of anyone? Heard this before where they are going after the people in the records that are being breached. So this, this seems to be new to me, at least. Um, instead of just going after the, the people that have the data breach, they're actually going one step further. They're going to the actual people. Um, I'm not aware of any such case anywhere in the world with such gross misuse of patient records. Said uh, Hypen, 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 one of Finland's leading data security experts and internationally known lecturer on cyber threats. Various Finnish organizations have rapidly mobilized to help the victims of the breach, including dial-in direct numbers for uh, church and therapy services. I imagine if you go to a psychotherapy center and they're, they're putting your data online, that's probably a pretty, pretty bad, pretty bad, bad thing. Bad, bad thing. Morning, Eric. It's good to see you this morning. Hopefully you'll be able to join tonight. I don't know if you've got a lot of stuff going on tonight for the RMF live session for the class that's going through the RMF. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you there. Uh, I know you got a busy schedule. Might have to. I think you had a conflict on Monday. I think what went on. So this bad. If this sets the new trend, where now they're going to go figure out whose records they have and go after them for the payment. That's okay. These guys. It's all about the money, right? It's always about the money. So in this case, if you're the victim, you're you're the victim. You're someone who has someone holds your records and they've been breached. There's not a whole lot you can do. Do you pay the ransom? I guess that's going to be an individual decision. I think, you know, in some cases, you know, two hundred fifty bucks to keep your records from being on the internet. As long as they, as long as they follow that, maybe that's not a bad deal. I don't know. I. I know the the rule of ransomware. Obviously, you don't you don't pay it because then then it emboldens people to do more ransomware, right? Because that's 
you know, if you make money, you're going to continue doing it. If the bad guy's going to continue doing it. But you're talking about your record, you know, in healthcare, this is a, you know, someone with a psychotherapy record. Seems like it'd be easy for these guys to just go ahead and pay the money and just be, just keep my record from being public. Um, yeah, it doesn't say whether this 450 euro ransom was paid or not. I'm assuming if it gets paid, the records won't be bleaked. So I'm, I'm assuming the ransom was not paid. That's my assumption. It's crazy, Finland. Finland. I don't know. Tens of thousands of records, and they could possibly get 250 bucks each. It's not as much as the, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. It'll be interesting to watch to see if this sets the trend for other ransomware actors, other bad actors. I can see it certainly doing that, certainly emboldening them if they can make money from the victims. I mean, the victims' victims, I guess, the people that's records it is. That's, you know. Louisiana National Guard is in the news. Move that a little bit over there. Louisiana National Guard. This is a story from Reuters, an exclusive, exclusive Reuters. So, like I said, National Guards, National Guard units. There's a National Guard unit, this is a cyber unit, an information operations or a cyber unit in every state. Um, they have a cyber, like a cert, a cyber unit. And that cyber unit is usually, usually pretty good because of civilian acquired skills that have been reinforced with training from the Army or, you know, and it, it they usually are pretty, pretty good units. So we've seen this, this story about the Louisiana National Guard going in and, you know, thwarting a cyber attack. So let's jump in. This is a Reuters, Reuters story, an exclusive, Reuters exclusive. National Guard called in to thwart cyber attack in Louisiana weeks before the election. So Christopher Bang is bringing the story. Louisiana National Guard was called in to stop a series of cyber attacks aimed at small government offices across the state in recent weeks, according to two people with knowledge of the events highlighting the cyber threat facing local governments in the run-up to the 2020 U.S. presidential election. You know, Homeland Security tried to get ahead of this months ago by sending free software out to all of the state's territories, election officials. They, The folks on the other side, on the receiving end, just it's claimed that the very few people put it in place because they didn't have the bodies to do it. Now there's there's some danger here. A uh, situation in Louisiana follows a similar, similar case in Washington State, according to the cybersecurity consultant familiar with the matter, where hackers infected some government offices with a type of malware known for deploying ransomware, which locks up the system and demands payment to regain access. We've heard that before, right? Not a good deal. Not a good deal. Um... Ransomware added again. Ransomware is just the, the soup du jour of all this stuff. Senior U.S. security officials were warned since at least 2019 that ransomware poses risk to the U.S. election, namely that an attack against certain state government offices around the election could disrupt systems needed to administer aspects of the vote. It's unclear if the hack hackers sought to target the systems tied to the election in Louisiana or were simply hoping for a payday. 
maybe they're just maybe just got lucky by picking these systems and these are the ones they attack to get trying to lock up data steal data get that money from the state uh, experts investigating the Louisiana incident found tools used by the hacker previously linked with groups associated with the North Korean government according to a person familiar with the investigation and the tool they're talking about is a remote access tool uh, known as the Kim Jong rat um, remote access tool. Hey, a lot of people call these things remote access Trojan. I don't like the term remote access Trojan person personally. That's what they're calling here. I like it remote, ac remote access tool because that's really what it is. While staff at several government offices in northern Louisiana were successfully compromised as part of the campaign, according to the two people familiar with the incident response, the cyber attack was stopped in its early stages before significant harm was done. Louisiana National Guard declined to comment on the incident. A spokesman for the Louisiana State Police said they were called to investigate the cyber attacks but declined further comment. The governor's office said they could not, could not comment on an ongoing investigation. So their lips are sealed, right? Tyler Bray, a spokesman, spokesman for the Louisiana Secretary of State's office in Louisiana, said Louisiana is a top-down state where election data is stored. Um, at the Secretary of State's office, which can make it easier for election officials to recover from cyber attacks. If it's all stored locally, that's that's also a danger that if that component where it's all stored is attacked and locked up with ransomware. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a danger too. Top-down state. Centrally stored, so if that central location gets breached and locked up with ransomware, could be a problem. One person familiar with the event said uh, they assessed the hacker's objective was to infect computers with ransomware, but it was difficult to determine because the attack was stopped in its early phases. The big question, according to Reuters, Jen Miller Osborne, direct, Deputy Director for Intelligence for U.S. cybersecurity company Palo Alto Networks, tracked the hacking group last year using the Kim Jong Rat and said that it would be atypical for the group she studied to get conduct a cyber operation for financial gain. Um, we know North Koreans. North Koreans are normally after money. That's what they're at. Money or intelligence, right? And I'm sure they would take great joy in being able to impact or, or infect a system and cause the elections to be just in question. Um, funny thing is they talk about this this, this Kim Jong Rat, um, right? It was uh, prior cybersecurity research in 2013 by the Luxembourg firm iTrust Consulting noted that the Kim Jong Rat was was uh, written with Korean computer code, carried references to the North Korean leader's family members. Um, but it's weird they dropped the, this in here. Emotet is an increasingly common Trojan, often used against banks, but was also deployed by the the hackers and found on computers in Louisiana. When staff were hacked, uh, their email accounts would sometimes be co-opted by the hackers to send malware to other colleagues. That, that's a common trait, right? A common tactic that's being used is if you can get on a legitimate mail system and use that for phishing, that blows away a lot of the phishing training, right? You're going to get an email from someone you know. Maybe you've already, maybe they've picked up a string and they're going to use the email string that's already going on to, to send an uh, infected file. There's a lot of ways that they're using this now. That's a bad thing. 
But my thought, and I've seen I've seen guys that are doing red teaming use this trait technique a lot, where they will make it look like one threat act actor is coming in, and then under that that noisy threat actor, they'll come in with a different attack. Right. So what if? And I'm not saying this is it because there's no evidence of this in the story. But what if they were noisy with the Kim Jong rat? Tried to distract everyone with that, and then we're actually trying to run Emotet onto the system under the under the kind of that noise that was going on with Kim John Rat. Hard to say, but I've seen people do that in the past. You run one that's a little bit noisier, not so noisy that it's obvious, and the attention's focused on that one. And then while people are taking care of that issue, you sneak in with a totally different tool. I don't know. On October six, Homeland Securities. Department, uh, Homeland Security Department, Cybersecurity Division known as CISA, my, one of my favorite groups with the least favorite name, published an alert saying Emotet was uh, used to target numerous local government offices across the country. Yeah. Some cases, recent cases where cyber criminals have gone after local offices as the election approaches, like the in Washington, U.S. officials along with te technology companies such as Microsoft, are racing to better understand if the hackers share connections with foreign intelligence from Russia, Iran, China, and North Korea. This is Vice President of Microsoft. Um, Tom Burt is saying, it's a, it's a very interesting question that sometimes we're digging into and trying to find data, information, and intelligence that would help us understand that better. There are a number of small criminal groups who are responsible for the majority of ransomware attacks, so understanding who they are and how they're organized, who they work for, where they're operating from, is something we're working on. It's Bert's adding that to his story. Microsoft is among a select group of cybersecurity companies helping the attacks on Washington. They've offered cybersecurity protection software for free to local government officials until the election, according to a person familiar with their response. Microsoft declined to comment on the company's work there. So, again, CISA is offered software to these local and state election offices to help battle this this trend of, of ransomware. Um, CISA has offered it. The problem is the states and local municipalities don't have the people to implement the software, to, to put it to work. And right now we're looking at days before the election, and there's, there's really no way to get much of this in place now. If it's not there now, it's going to be hard to get it in place before the election. And in most places, early electing, early voting is going on. Mail-in voting is going on. Um, this thing is really already underway. So we'll see as we get closer to the 3rd of November how these attacks probably will increase. Um, and it's, it's, it's good there's groups like Louisiana National Guard. Like, I'm assuming it's a CERT um, or some IO information operations unit that they, they brought in. Um, it's good they've got them. It's really good they've got them because things could be bad. Um, thanks, Louisiana National Guard. I'd like to see, you know, more of what happens here and what's what's going on. Was it a, was it kind of this dual dual phase attack where it was kind of a little noisier attack was to distract folks and then they were actually coming in with Emotad. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure sure these guys know they've got the deep they've got the inside scoop of what was going on 
Oh, man. But that's the three I'm going to give you today. I put three more in the show notes for you guys to check out. There's three more out there. Um, I do thank you guys for joining me in the morning. We do want to talk about the water cooler day. Um, it's National Pumpkin Day. I put a link to um, seven ways to celebrate National Pumpkin Day. As you can imagine, one of them is carving a pumpkin. One of them is having a pumpkin latte, if you'd like to go that way. There's five more out there you can check out. Um, you know, if you can, hit that subscribe button over there. Share with your friends if you like this stuff. Share. We're trying to get the time down to about 30 minutes. I know we're running a little bit long still. Um, just a touch. Uh, well, if you could like, subscribe, hit the bell, comment, hit that thumbs up button. It does help the logarithm a little bit. Um, if you want to listen to the audio-only version, it'll be out later today on all of the, the pod streams, wherever, wherever you want to pull your podcast from for download, in case you want to listen to this later. Do appreciate you being here, being part of the group, part of this community that we are growing, a community of cyber risk and security, information security folks that want to get their news every day, want to comment on the news, want to help me get through the news, and share with your comments. Love to hear it. Now, take care of your friends, your family, your co-workers. Take care of your organization. Take care of each other. The Bravos will tell you, go get some. Go get some. Be good out there. Be safe out there. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7.30 Eastern time, right here on Cyber Econ's Cup of Cyber on the YouTubes or somewhere on iTunes if you're listening to it later. Appreciate your time, and we will see you tomorrow.